Welcome to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Good morning, Poetry Outlaws. Today I'm going to do an homage to John Newlove. It's my father's birthday, and I thought it would be a perfectly apropos poet to speak of. I never knew John Newlove, but I did see him read in, I think it was 1998 or 1999. It was at the Vancouver Public Library, and he was visiting from where he spent his later years in Ottawa, um, he was quite inebriated, I recall, and uh, he was having a bit of a, a razz fest with George Bowering, uh, who was um, saying semi-rude things at him from the audience, in a joking way, of course, as Bowering does. And then he started reciting, and all of his bumbling and mumbling persona vanished and he was able to recite in a very lucid fashion and I will read the long piece that I recollect most clearly as of course it was one of his most famous poems the prairie grounded piece right off any horizon uh John Newlove kind of epitomizes the the way one is as a Canadian poet especially in the 60s and 70s but even now to a certain extent we like to say that we're regional, but we're usually not. We're usually itinerants, and we bounce around in search of work and, you know, family and the land, and there's all kinds of reasons that we travel around. He was born in Regina, uh, so he's been considered a prairie poet. Uh, some of his poetry is grounded in prairie imagery, and, of course, that place was in his blood, but he also spent a considerable amount of time in British Columbia, and he ended up dying in Ottawa. He was born in 1938 and died in 2003, so 65. Um, I remember when he lived in Ottawa, um, the poet Rob McLennan was obsessed by him and would say that he would he would kind of lurk around watching him, and uh, he would write about him and edit his poems, and that was his uh, main mentor at the time. And yeah, New Love was a real character. He worked a variety of jobs as well in his peripatetic way, everything from laboring jobs to teaching, uh, being writer-in-residence, uh, editing. Uh, he was the trade editor for McClellan and Stewart in the 70s. He worked in the office of the prime minister in the communications branch. He uh, was an instructor at David Thompson, he did extensive work for the Office of the Commissioners of Official Languages, the RCMP, and so forth. So a wide variety of different jobs, which is also more often the case for Canadian poets than one can imagine, and I think is probably the best kind of life for us, the freelance life. A uh, little bit more tenuous and frightening, but definitely gives us more uh, flexibility, room to move, and uh, opens us up to the range of possibilities that we can uh, entertain in the world and um, not solely one position, which is becoming rarer and rarer, alas or yay. So uh, New Love received some grants and a few awards and was published in anthologies and he produced about mm, 18 different books from his first one 
uh, Graves serves in 1962 to his last one, The Night the Dogs Smiled, 1986. But after that came his um, Apology for Absence, his uh, collected, selected. Uh, I never really believe in collecteds. Um, so, yeah, and when he when he read at the Vancouver Public Library, he was was kind of nearing the end. But as I said, he still maintained this mm, mellifluous vigorousness with that touch of melancholia that he was able to transcend himself and his own personal, you know, torments and rise above that in order to recite in a very memorable way. I was just reading a review of his work in Canadian literature from a number of years ago, and they're talking about how many direct references to the prairie abound in his work, and that he grounds his work in a referential space and time. And this critic says that prairie is a symbol of the poet's imagination, a symbol whose values include despair and hope. The multiple extremes of the human condition and the desire for and loathing towards home. New love and prairie are as inseparable as new love and the persona he adopts. The sad, funny, thin, gray man and his double, the fat man. So we have all these divergencies and multiplicities in John Newlove's work. And I think I'm going to read this long poem because it is... The piece that struck me most about New Love, I, I read him on the page, but it was really when I was hearing him recite. And like a few other poets I've seen read in inebriated states, uh, he was able to enlarge his humanity in order to enter this poem, which contains elements that now we wouldn't think of as politically correct. But I believe he was aiming to enter the emptiness of the prairie but also those people that inhabit it and are constantly losing and suffering and being deprived of but also accepting their place and creating from it what they may in order to continue to thrive at their core. Ride Off Any Horizon by John Newlove. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. On the hot wheat, on the dark yellow fields of wild mustard, the fields of bad farmers, on the river, on the dirty river full of boys, and on the throbbing powerhouse and the low dam of cheap cement and rocks boiling with white water, and on the cows and their powerful bulls, the heavy tracks filling with liquid at the edge of the narrow prairie, river running steadily away. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. Among the piles of bones that dot the prairie in vision and history, the buffalo and deer, dead Indians, dead settlers, the frames of lost houses left behind in the dust of the depression, dry and profound, that will come again in the land and in the spirit, the land shifting and the minds blown dry and empty. I have not seen it, except in pictures and talk, but there is the fence covered with dust, laden, direct house, stupidly empty. Here is a picture for your wallet of the beaten farmer and his wife leaning toward each other, sadly smiling and emptied of desire. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. 
off the edge of the black prairie as you thought you could fall a boy at sunset, not watching the sunset, but watching the black earth, never ending, they said in school, round, but you saw it ending, finished, definite, precise, visible only miles away. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. On a hot night, the town is in the streets. The boys and girls are practicing against each other. The men talk and eye the girls. The women talk and eye each other. The Indians play pool, eye on the ball. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. And damn the troops. The horsemen are wheeling in the sunshine. The Cree practicing for their deaths. Mr. Poundmaker, gentle sweet Mr. Big Bear. It is not, unfortunately, quite enough to be innocent. It is not enough merely not to offend. At times to be born is enough. To be in the way is too much. Some Colonel Otter, some Major General Middleton will get you, you Indian. It is no good to say, I would rather die at once than be in that place. Though you love that land more, you will go where they take you. Ride off any horizon and let the measure fall where it may. It doesn't have to be the prairie. It could be the cold soul of the cities blown empty by commerce and desiring commerce to fill up the emptiness. The streets are full of people. It is night. The lights are on. The wind blows as far as it may. The streets are dark and full of people. Their eyes are fixed as far as they can see beyond each other. To the concrete horizon, definite, tall against the mountains, stopping vision visibly. You've been listening... To miss lyrics, poetry outlaws, don't forget to support her on Patreon, and stay fierce, word musicians.